You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place we expect a ghost to like to walk around. Hey, we all know that we're going to die, baby. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome. Submission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC, and with me today is the pretty okay, averagely decent, I guess, Kiki. How you doing over there, Kiki? Slightly better than I was the last two weeks. And why is that? I'm not actively thinking about murdering every single person I come in contact with. And why are you no longer thinking those thoughts? I uh, have been drinking a lot of gin. That tends to assist. <laughs> oh, goodness, people. Honestly, if, if I wasn't working a retail job, then I wouldn't feel this way. But people. Yeah, I feel you. <sighs> I love getting blamed for things that are like a thousand percent out of my control. Like, let's just take the coin shortage. Did I bitch about this last time? Because if I did, I'm going to again. Uh, <laughs> no, you did it, but that's fine. Yes, please. Let's bitch about the coin shortage because it's dumb. It It is dumb. I want to state that there is no conspiracy. Well, there is a slight conspiracy, but it's it, this is like an effect of the conspiracy. But there's no like, oh, they want us to go moneyless and blah, blah, blah. No. I don't think that's the conspiracy. I think it's just our president and our leadership of our country is really poor and they did not take the COVID threat seriously. So the mints have been closed since March. So you get coins, you put them in a fucking jar at home and you never spend those coins. Coins get taken out of circulation all the time. And they're hardly ever put back in because people are like, oh, I'm saving my pennies. And you have several hundred dollars of coins just laying around your house. Guys, literally, it is just the supply chain being interrupted. Yeah. And you just don't realize how important it is for retail businesses in general. And that includes like anyone who sells anything, including restaurants, etc. That when they closed and nobody was purchasing anything with money that meant that there were also no coins being put into circulation now unlike paper money coins and we know this because why the philadelphia mint baby my grandfather used to work for the mint actually coins get made on like a monthly basis and there's so many that are put into circulation and unlike paper money really coins have more of a backing of the actual thing they're made out of but there's a certain amount that has to be made every year. And we know that because why? Well, we get 2020 coins. We also have coin collections. We have all the new quarters that come out every year with the different things on the back of them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not a big deal if people are like making coins every year because that's what they're supposed to do. We just don't want them to start making paper money <laughs> because then that devalues our dollar bill, which is very, very bad. So this is just... People not spending the coins, not giving them to banks, in turn giving them to retail. So yeah, it's just, just calm down. Everything will be fine once the mints get the production back up to the level that it was before, right? And then, you know, just 
give exact change. This is not a difficult thing. I will tell you this, as someone who has spent time in Europe, it is more of a difficult thing for Americans because we don't like to give exact change. Nope. In Europe, especially Italy, like, if I could give exact change every time, like, well, back then it was the lira, but yeah, it was like a big deal. You had to give exact change because it just was the way it was. It's a... Or you didn't get your money back. Like, they just, oh, thanks. No, no, it wasn't like that. I mean, they would give it back. It's just the difference culturally between us, like, handing you a dollar bill for 90 cents worth of something. But in Italy, it was like, if you had the 90 cents on you, then you should give them that so they don't have to make change for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas we're expected to constantly make change for everybody. Yeah. So then what happens? Well, then we're not making change. So there's no change in circulation. And therefore, there's a shortage of change. Yeah, because we, we were giving change for a while. And now yeah. our banks, you know, our, our banks not giving us coins right now because they have a shortage. And he's like, you guys are the only store that are having a shortage. I'm like, well, I know that's not right, but okay. No, it's not true at all. I, I, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm well aware. Yeah, I know. I, people are so out of it or they don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. They literally don't read the sign that's on every single register at every place I've been to, whether it was giant food stores, Target, Walmart. Hated to go there, but I had to. Oh, Fast so food. Cool. But yes. Have it, like, I don't go to, but you know, yeah. I mean, I do because I'm a piece of You're okay. You're fine. You can do whatever the hell you want. Did you just bro. call me gay? No, I said you're fine. Not that oh. that's a big deal. If you were gay, I wouldn't give a single damn shit. It would be the biggest deal. I would be the biggest, <laughs> best gay person I could be if I was gay. And I'd be behind you with 110,000% with a giant rainbow flag. <laughs> but, um... You know, yeah, but I had this guy, I was like, yeah, our bank's not giving us coins. And he's like, well, switch banks. I work for a corporation. I don't, like, we don't have that authority. All of these systems are set up way above our, like, the store level. The, the amount of actual authority a store manager has at a corporate store is so low. They basically make the schedule and then they're just there to help. I love that attitude. That is so, I'm sorry, that is like a so 1940s like attitude of why don't you just change banks? Like, like we have the authority to yeah. do that. God. Yeah, hold on. Let me get right on that because I need to change the bank for every single store in this entire country that's being run by net right now from corporate. Hold on. I'll get right on it. Yeah. And those other banks aren't going to give us coins either because exactly. we've tried like calling other banks and being like hey you got any coins dudes and they're all like <laughs> fuck off brah the best we can do is there's one bank that's like we will give you one roll of each type of coin a day yeah which will last us seconds <sighs> right <laughs> seconds mere seconds is all you have and then let's go you know what it's not your fucking cashier's fault and i'm so tired of of, I'm so sorry that this has been a much longer rant than I think I wanted it to be, but I'm fucking tired because I'm a supervisor. I, I'm, I'm a leader in the store. So like I get very protective of my associates, especially when they do nothing wrong. When I hear a customer raise their voice at one of my employees, I immediately intervene and I'm like, why are you yelling at her? What what is the what what did she do wrong? She doesn't have coins. No, the store doesn't have coins. Well, she needs to get coins. I need my change. 
Well, sir, we do have signs posted on the door, on the registers, and throughout the rest of the store saying that right now we are taking payment through card, check, or exact chain. So if you weren't able to see any of these signs, I really do apologize, but this is this is our store policy at the moment because we do not have the coins to give and change. And they just get so angry, but I'm so, like, polite and, like, professional about it. They can't release it at me, and I just see them leave, like, boil. <laughs> Why take that rage out on a fucking cashier? They have zero, zero authority to make any decisions. Like a store manager who's like six or seven levels above an associate has limited authority. I feel like that's a boomer trend. It's huge with the boomers. And I'm not saying every single one. Geriatrics in this area is like 17% of the people in this area are older and retired, which is really high. Yeah, and they all decide to drive on 309. Yes. Just, at the they're not time. even going places. They're just it's driving. Oh, hey, <laughs> that one kid from that one store is leaving. Better get on the roads and block them up. <laughs> I would go insane. I would literally go insane driving home from my old place of employment to my. Yes, I know. I it's a long drive. <laughs> once was pretty sure I was going to lose my voice. Screaming at the car in front of me so loud and for such a long period of time. You got off topic here. I was talking about old people and how annoying oh, yeah. they can be. But I was trying to say is that not everyone over a certain age is, is inept. I have plenty of older people who know exactly how to use phones and you have no problem paying with cards and understand how all that works. And it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I wound up being able to talk to a few people. And I found that a lot of the older generation who would be considered boomers who are on point with phones and with technology, they worked for like uh, Merck around here, like Merck Sharp and Dome, or they worked another like factory type setting where they were maybe some of the first people to ever use computer systems because it was in their job. Mm -hmm. you know so i just think that's very interesting that it, it sort of does really depend on what career they had because then they'll laugh at oh you're like when the system crashes or something stupid happens at work and they're like oh man you know how many years i remember when i was putting a dos disc in to like you know start up the computer at work and now they still haven't fixed that ha ha, ha. you know <laughs> like we can joke about it but um but then there's some the, you know the other half of that generation just never had to use a computer and it was more of an entertainment thing than a usefulness and they have a very difficult time understanding how any of it works and get very frustrated my computer always works when i play the solitaires and i check yeah. my emails and i'm expecting millions of dollars from the prince of, of <laughs> ethiopia i sent him three hundred dollars so that he could send me like three million would you believe we're related oh he's so sweet yeah, that's the other half. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's all oh, this random rant. sites asking me for my social security number. I better give it to them. They look official. They have a dot Russian dot com dot. Please not hackers. <laughs> Flash totally legit. Oh, <laughs> this place is. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the guy who called from India and was trying to tell me that? Uh, my computer was you know messed up and whatever and then i let him go for a second and i was all like listen buddy i know i know what you're trying to do and you're not gonna pull one over on me so i'm just gonna hang up the phone and then he called back and he goes you have a really sexy voice and i was like 
are are you kidding me right now? Are we really doing this? And I was like, I think I told you, but I can't remember if I ever told the audience this because I was we first started Mission Spooky, and I was like, yeah, I have a podcast. You should listen. You should listen to it, and then you can pay me to listen further to my voice. And then I hung up, and then I was like, fuck, I forgot to tell him the podcast name. <laughs> They called back again, and I was like, should I pick it up and be like, it's Mission Spooky. <laughs> I must know the podcast. I must. It's like, figure it out. The next podcast that we launch, we're just going to call it Retail Therapy, and it's just going to be about what we just talked about. Yeah. Just yeah. everything wrong with corporate America, and especially retail America, restaurants, you know, you name it. This is going to be a giant bitch fest. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It sounds yeah. like a lot of fun um yeah. i know that was like because before we did mission spooky we had like eight ideas of different <laughs> podcasts that we wanted to do and then we started doing this one and we were like no that's enough and now she's doing pot of holding which well, is doing she well. pushed me out of that and she <laughs> pushed right out. me and and the thing is i have such a dominant <laughs> like host personality i can't be a co-host it's just not in me to co-host thing so like that's obviously the issue right sure that's that's it thanks <laughs> it was mostly just due to scheduling conflicts and the fact that i could get some interesting uh folks to talk but yeah, uh, I know. yeah anyway. i'm well aware um, of the legitimate reasons <laughs> i'm just being an asshole and trying to make you seem bad yes <laughs> Because I remember the end of that conversation was, yeah, so whenever you have time to talk about something on pot of holding, you know, just we'll just schedule it in and then no, no pressure, you know, just trying to take the pressure off you because shit, you got enough going on. I mean, so do I, but I don't work anywhere near as many hours as you do. Well, I only did like 50 or 60 this past <laughs> Yeah, right. I did like 17. Oh, oh I'd <laughs> love that. <laughs> but but I have no bills really to pay currently. So. Oh. Yeah, that's the other half of it is, you know, I'm in a position where Papa Bear makes a lot more money than Mommy does. So, yeah, I'm so excited for the day when my lady becomes my sugar mama. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to love life. I'm going to work five hours a week and then volunteer the rest of my time at a pug shelter. Oh. Allie recently told me that there's out in California, there's a pug shelter or like a pug rescue and that it's like pug nation or some shit and i'm like i will become the president the council of pugs will vote me in as the oh first human president of the pug <laughs> nice it's my new life goal to be president of pugs all right so oh yeah that was a hell of a long intro then so kiki you told me that by the end of this episode mm -hmm. i might hate you <laughs> i i want to know can we why why might I hate you? Is it because you're going to ruin listeners, the spooksters, whatever we call you guys? I forget. Spooky squad. Um, squad or spooky spook squad might be good. Spooky too. squad. Okay. You guys that listen to us, do you think it's A, Kiki shits on my belief of cryptids? <laughs> B, Kiki throws up on my belief of cryptids? <laughs> or C, Kiki just utterly stomps into the ground my belief? and love of cryptid i think all three of those things equal the same thing i don't do think that's very do fair you know, i'm not the best at multiple choice questions but let's see when we come back which option was right we'll see you after the break guys kiki do the break stuff yeah okay <laughs> 
So we're going to break for our sponsor and for our podcast promo today, which is Ye Old Crime Podcast featuring Lindsay and Madison. These guys are awesome. Really good energy. They're up to about episode 13. or Actually, by now it's going to be about probably 15, 16 episodes in. True crime podcast, a lot of history, and uh, a lot of obscure and funny and strange kind of crimes. So good stuff to check out, especially coming up in the uh, spooky season. And then when we get back, I'm going to try not to completely destroy everything that JC loves. <laughs> Just the cryptid-related thing. And we're going to talk about two Pennsylvania cryptids, the Raystown Ray and the White Wolves of Pennsylvania. Ooh, they sound so cool. I'm Lindsay Valenti. And I'm Madison Stengel. And we're the hosts of Ye Old Crime, where we discuss the funny... Hey man, he's a nice guy. And they're like, no, he's disgusting. He has hooves. Strange. There are EVPs of spirits saying, get out in a room where patients committed suicide. And obscure crimes of yesteryear. Here, Justin. Here's your first phallic amulet. Join us Wednesdays, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale. As old as crime. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, Spooky Squad. You spooksters, you fantastic mother effort. Mother heifers, apparently, because you guys voted on two t-shirts, and it looks like, well, you voted on three t-shirt concepts, but two of them came in at like 50% apiece. One of them is the Cannibal Cows rock band uh, concept art, and then the other one was Get a Grip the Raven from episode I can't remember which episode that was. It's not 13. I know that. That was Cave of Calpius, which will never leave my brain because that was funny. Yeah, so we're going to do both. We're going to figure out something for both of those concepts. And uh, Cannibal Cows. I'm excited. Anyway, that was my segue. But now we're going to talk about first, we're going to take on the Raystown Ray. Now, do you remember, JC, where, the first time that we talked about the Raystown Ray? I barely remember two weeks ago. <laughs> oh no oh goodness so Raystown Lake is where all of this takes place and that showed up the first time we talked about it in episode 30 on Abandoned Places and Lost Places volume 1 because we're going to be doing some of those so JC did you do any research on this cryptid you know like before today um, yes, I'm an expert in the Raystown Ray. Yes, I'm I'm an expert in this creature already. There's nothing you can say that will dissuade me from believing in this beautiful and majestic creature. Legend has it that the first recorded sighting of the Ray was when... Wait, if it's if it's recorded, is it a legend? Ugh. This this is a serious question, because I feel like you're starting this off on, like, a very biased note. And I'm immediately, I'm defense attorney JC here, ready to defend my clients, the Raystown Ray and the White Wolves of Pennsylvania. So you better be bringing your fucking A game. We are going to town. Settle down, sir. <laughs> Out of order. Court is adjourned. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I need a gavel. So do you mean like as in 
you think a legend is something that's just passed down through speech rather than i feel like legends are usually not true but if it's in recorded history like if it's recorded well then it's not really a legend it's factual it's history i see it as kind of like a little bit of both so so it's it starts off as before the Junietta River was dammed up, apparently there was a more spoken word legend of a quote-unquote creature that lived what was the old Raystown Dam area, okay? And people started writing this down then. So the first recorded sighting then, after this has been talked about for a couple of years, becomes 1962, so that's when somebody's finally like, hey, this is no longer just people talking. Now we're going to write all this down. And that's according to the Huntington County Visitors Bureau. Now that's going to come into play very importantly by the end of this. And you'll see why. In 1971, that dam was destroyed to create the 8,300-acre lake that's now called Raystown Lake. That's, it's pretty deep. It's, it can be 185 uh, feet deep in some places. All right. So that's almost as deep as philosophy classes with JC. Yeah. Right. You need a really big shovel to get out of it. Or just a ladder. Yeah, that's true. A 185 foot ladder. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So then since, since 62, this really kind of like takes off according to the Visitors Bureau. Okay. I'll just give you a little bit of other history about it as far as um, Sci-Fi Channel actually covered this in 2010 on a show called Fact or Faked, where they sent out a paranormal investigators to do night diving in the lake, do sonar rec uh, recordings and photo recordings and all kinds of like scientific things to do like floating logs to see if it looked like a floating log, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the pictures that were previously taken of the supposed ray look like kind of like the old Nessie photographs where you've got this plesiosaur type head that like pops up out of the water. But it's sort of difficult because again, they're very grainy. They're taken from very far away. You're like, is that a head or is it a shadow? There was a lot of difficulty and what that paranormal investigative team came up with was that it was inconclusive about whether or not any of it was real or not. That there could generally be a possibility of some large quote-unquote creature living in Raystown Lake. Moving on. People still believed it. 2011 was about the last time that there was anybody saying that they saw it, like for real, like really saw it. There are other encounters with this supposed creature. You can just say creature, okay? Uh, no, so this is supposed creature. Creature, okay. <laughs> the best one, my favorite, that I was able to find several times actually debunked was there's an ongoing story. It literally comes up almost every single summer. Someone will say that I was out with my family and our golden retriever was jumping in the water with us and um, it swam out and then it got drug underwater like three times and we tried to save it. But the fourth time, like our dog just disappeared in the water and we never saw him again. What you're saying is the Raystown Ray is eating people's dogs? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, it turns out that's a completely, well, I'm sorry. It's a semi-false statement, semi-false story that got overtaken. There was a time when a family was out with their pet dog and he got pulled underwater three times. The fourth time, he, they were able to get him up on shore. And what it seemed like 
was that there might have been just a huge catfish that was kind of nabbing his back leg as he was trying to swim. And he was getting dragged under because the catfish was enormous and, you know, weighing him down enough. Uh, but the dog was fine. Everything was fine. No problems. Well, this story gets taken and then sort of just people run with it. And then every single summer, somebody tries to tell you that somebody's dog got, you know, eaten by the Raystown Ray. So what I'm hearing is that the Raystown Ray definitely eats dog. But thank you. I know that's what you're hearing. <laughs> I know. You will never. You will never take away my belief in cryptic. I, 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 okay. <laughs> like I said, it doesn't matter how hard you try, Kiki. You're gonna hate me in a minute. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you guys an idea of the fish that are in here because we might have a, some fishermen listening. I hope I do because I love fishing and fishing is friggin' awesome. So there are stripers in this lake. There are catfish and they have grown quite large because they're kind of hiding out in the deepest areas and this is fishermen actually saying this well i can tell you right now most fishermen are liars so okay <laughs> like hey i can tell you now that the lehigh river by me had according to local fishermen it had catfish the size of cars mm-hmm. which is technically impossible but that's what i was told by at least five different fishermen they will say shit i don't know what it is I, it's like they all, well, Mike has big fish and that's, you know, that's definitely not me trying to say that I don't have a small penis. Like, I don't know what it is, if it's overcompensation, but they will constantly say, and there's also this myth that catfish just grow to be however big that they can be. That's only with like some catfish and they still have a limit. I believe a lot of people get that confused with the carp, which this lake does have carp in it, apparently. I'll punch a carp in the face. And they do get pretty damn big. Pretty damn big. But anyway, yeah, so you've you've got uh, striped bass, largemouth bass. There are apparently Chinook sal salmon in there. I had to make sure that was real because I was like, huh? Uh, rainbow trout, yummy, yummy, brown trout, et cetera, et cetera. We already talked about the catfish. Yeah, so there, there's some fish in there that can definitely get big enough to, you know, try to nibble on a dog's leg or, you know, maybe mistake it for something else and just give it a hard time, especially if the dog is a medium size because some of these fish can be, well, the catfish. Geez, somebody just caught one, not in this lake, but they just caught one in Pennsylvania uh, last year that was like 48 pounds. Yeah, catfish can still get big enough to fuck up your dog. Oh, yeah. And yeah. maybe even like a small child. So I don't know how many of you guys watch River Monsters. It's a great show. Jeremy oh, Wade cool. is my spirit animal. You know, he'll, he he's encountered catfish that are between 100 and 200 pounds, if I'm correct. But those are in like giant rivers in Asia, Germany, and the Amazon. Like, yeah. not in a mediocre river going through PA. Like, come on. I'm sure there's some, I'm sure there's some big guys out there, some big catfish out there. I don't know. So now I'm going to bust this thing wide open. Mm. Thanks to a YouTuber named Logan Gardner. I don't like him. He sounds like he supports uh, euthanizing dogs. Please stop. Now, we're now friends with Logan Gardner on both okay. YouTube. We subscribe to him on Twitter and Instagram. So please. Uh... Did he subscribe to us? Yes, he did. Okay. Well, then, Logan, you sound like you used to want to euthanize. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> he did a, a great little documentary about Raystown Lake in general, but there was a, a nice snippet that he took out of that, which was about the official word 
on the Raystown Ray and where it came from. He interviewed Dwight Beal, who was the Raystown operations manager from 1987 until 2012. He claimed in his interview with Logan that the Raystown Ray was nothing more than an April Fool's joke played by the local newspaper, the Huntington County Daily News. He, along with Sean Waddle, the then director of the Huntington County Visitors Bureau, came to Dwight and asked him and his on-staff biologist, Jeff Krause, to play along with this idea that there would be a Loch Ness-type monster inside Raystown Lake, specifically for the April 1st issue. They agreed to do it because they thought it was funny and it would be fun, and it took on a life of its own afterwards. The biologist on, on staff, I said Jeff Krause, he even went so far as to make sure to say that it was an herbivore, definitely not going to eat anyone because they didn't want to upset any tourists who might think the thing was real. So, yes, the official word is Raystown Ray was a joke. All right, so I feel like we should be able to look that up. We did. I did. Not only do all the names match perfectly, like they all have the jobs. Do you have the April 1st? If you want to go pay for it, you can you can go get it. But I was I need to see this newspaper article. It's on newspapers.com because most newspapers now don't have any back issues. They they all belong to newspapers.com, which is BS. And this is what I run into every single time. I have to if I can find it, I can't see the whole thing because it's behind a paywall that I'm unwilling to pay for. If people signed up for our Patreon, then that would help because then I could offset some of the cost of having the monthly thing for the newspaper. I think it's a scam, though. I still get mad about it. The least I could do was to just check behind and see that everybody actually had the jobs that they did. And uh, they did. <laughs> they absolutely worked for the park and park rangers. And I mean, he's he's being interviewed in a very professional documentary that was done and um he also went on to talk a lot more about everything else going on including the fishing and all the other there's a lot of funny stories that he told about fishermen the one that was about fishermen trying to get to the stripers that were in a like no boating zone hysterical so i suggest following logan and watching that because it was really funny but here's the thing we cannot forget that raystown lake is a man-made lake as opposed to loch ness that is definitely not one and like I said, we discussed all of this in detail in the history behind it in episode 30. So the likelihood of it be having a monster living in it is like very low, right? And anybody that wants to think that this is a plesiosaur, I got some more bad news for you. In 2017, there was a sort of an investigation into the plesiosaur model, right? Like how the plesiosaur is built, what it looks like, how it bends its neck, etc. And scientists were able to discover that it actually would not even be able to bend its neck physically in the way that quote unquote Nessie type fashion with its like neck up and curled around. That it's like a physical impossibility. And then instead, the long neck was there. Instead of having to dive all the way down deep, it could just kind of like take its neck down and scoop up the crustaceans on the ocean floor because that's what it mostly ate. So sorry, guys. Not real. Well, it's not a plesiosaur, that's 100% for sure. And um, I don't think anything's living there. Now, Dwight did say that he had heard about one thing, one quote-unquote legend that nobody really talks about anymore, was that people used to say that there was this large snake that was living in and around the area. And that may have been sort of confused with the concept of, of the Raystown Ray. 
But that's not going to stop me from going to buy a patch from raisetownlake.com because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it anyway. I can say this, and this just goes to show, I was just talking about the, the dog and the whole like, my golden retriever got pulled out under and blah, blah, blah. They went so far with this one as July of last year, somebody put a Facebook post up urging people to stay away from Raystown Lake because, quote, something pulled a golden retriever under the water with force and the pet never resurfaced. A park ranger had to go on Facebook and let everybody know that this was once again a fairy tale. None of it happened. This happens every single summer. It's stupid. Personally, I wouldn't swim in lakes anyway. I wouldn't swim in this lake just because I've read enough about what kind of fish live in it. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, like a giant ray. I don't like swimming in any lakes because fish live in there. And I don't mind eating fish and catching fish, but I don't want to swim with fish. Sorry. It's just, ugh, it's weird. And you can't see the bottom, and I just, mm, no, it's quite all right. I don't want to do it. I'm going to put the ray to rest, and we're going to move on to our next cryptid, which is the quote-unquote legend of the White Wolves. Why do you have to be so negative on the start, quote-unquote? <laughs> You're just so, uh, give it a little, get, just, just let, think about the joy. Just think <laughs> about the joy, okay, that these things give right. the world. Just, just relax. Just relax. Do you know anything at all about the White Wolves of Pennsylvania? That I love them. <laughs> I know that. All right. Folks in this area have talked about giant wolves in general since colonial times. But the White Wolf is something that's a lot newer. And after my extensive investigation, I can tell you with 100% certainty that the White Wolf of Pennsylvania is not a cryptid. Because it's real. <gasps> but wait, you're going to say it's a coyote or some shit, aren't you? Oh, no, wait for it. As our eastern wolf population has diminished, the coyotes have come in. And what we are witnessing is evolution in action. What folks are seeing is what is commonly referred to now as Canis Orions, or the eastern coyote. That's right. Pennsylvania has helped to develop a whole new species by accident. And these guys are no joke. The typical coyote weighs about uh, 55 pounds at most. Put that in uh, American Kennel Association weights for you. That's roughly the size of a border collie or a female golden retriever. Intermingling with wolves, however, has now produced an animal that weighs in at 75 pounds max which means that they are now larger than the average Siberian Husky. Oh, wow. And those are just the confirmed weights. A few hunters have claimed to come across a silver-gray koi wolf that appeared to be closer to 90 pounds. That is half the size of an adult male wolf. So I think that might actually be accurate. And yes, the coloring does resemble a gray or silver, which tends to look white when it's in bright sunlight. One of these was caught on camera by Nyack, New York Police. That video is available on YouTube, and I'll try to share that with you guys if I remember. And it definitely does look like it's a whitish gray color. They're filming this during the day. I mean, the, the animal's right out where everybody can see it. It appeared to be stalking a woman who was taking out her trash in a cul-de-sac of brand new houses. 
So keep in mind, coyotes are often lone hunters. So now nature has developed an extremely adaptable lone hunter that now weighs in at larger than a Siberian Husky. That's scary. These are real. This is not even a joke. Like, if you see one, you need to get out of the area immediately. Don't stop to take photographs. These are wild predators. I would advise you they're hunters and they are opportunity eaters. So don't be stupid. Or, and give me, give me a moment here. Or, hear me out. Just one moment, Kiki. Give them some pets. <laughs> Because they're dogs and they need some pets. That's the thing. You want, you'd want you want to pet them because they're absolutely gorgeous. But uh, I would... Because they're little baby puppies. They are literally called a koi wolf. Or like I said, their Latin name is Canis Orions. This is, this is new. Like, actually labeling them as Eastern Coyote is relatively new. I can't believe how big these things are. <laughs> like, in comparison to a regular coyote. How much taller they got with intermingling and uh, they have done dna analysis to confirm that they are mostly coyote wolf there's uh, been a couple of times when they've broken it down and there was some domesticated dog in there from some packs of uh, wild dogs that have been running loose for a while so yeah i don't label it a cryptid because it's friggin' real <laughs> well i mean in that point like I'm not going to label Bigfoot a cryptid because he's real. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I want to believe... like to think that every every time I say something like that, Kiki just literally punches herself in the face. Like, just one more episode, and then you can get rid of him forever. Just one more episode, and then you can make it look like he died from an accident. One more. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can can look this up. Yeah, the Koi, koi Wolf, C-O-Y-W-O-L-F is usually what it's referred to. They are really beautiful animals. But as I said, I always caution people because this is a predator. You know, just be careful. I mean, that's big enough that, you know, it could eat small dogs and cats. It could eat, like, medium-sized dogs. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, coyotes have been known in desperate situations to just, you know, grab a cat or a small dog to eat. Sometimes not even in desperate situations for cats. <laughs> right, all right. And they're just like, cat, mm. You know, depending on where you live. Now, Nyack. I've actually stayed in Nyack, New York. That is right across from Sleepy Hollow. Oh. Yeah. Now we have this uh, giant uh, coyote that looks like a white wolf. <laughs> and roaming around now it said that it looked like it was stalking the woman but she was putting her out her trash and i just thought to myself mm, maybe he was just like are you finished with that trash yet lady because i'm totally gonna get in there and fuck your shit up that is possible and in honor of wolves in general this whole month september i have been selling off items that we don't really need anymore and i'm making donations directly to the wolf sanctuary on 465 speedwell forge road in Lidditz, pennsylvania it's not too far from where we are their next full moon fundraiser will be on october the 3rd there's going to be some restrictions though due to covid so i suggest just following them on facebook and even maybe donating some money or time if you live close by they always need volunteers they also have a brand new youtube channel for education videos and of course videos about the wolves and the wild dogs that they are currently caring for and again that is the wolf sanctuary in Lidditz, pennsylvania so that's that's my that's where i'm making donations for uh, September and October. Nice. Good. Good job. Because I love my wolfies. Yeah, wolves are beautiful. Love them. Because they're basically like dogs. Except they're not and they will kill you. <laughs> right. 
I was like, I know you want to pet them. <laughs> I know that you want to pet them. So do I. I do. I do. So very, very, very much. But that's why you should go visit the wolf sanctuary. Maybe if you become a volunteer, then you get to pet one of the puppies. Like the little baby puppies, you know, because they do have some. I'm seeing pictures of them. and They're absolutely adorable. And uh, Wolf Sanctuary Pennsylvania was recently labeled as a traveler's choice for 2020 by TripAdvisor. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really nice place. And they do have a bed and breakfast uh, on site. So if you're from out of town, you can pop in and stay overnight and enjoy the puppies. That wraps up these two particular cryptids of Pennsylvania. But we're going to have more. God damn right we're going to have more because mother effing JC's in the house and I want an all cryptid podcast. <laughs> we're just going to talk about cryptids for the rest of my days. Oh, it's going to be the best. <laughs> I love cryptids. I know you do. Okay, so our musical guest today is Lavender Sunday from Pittsburgh, PA. We featured one of their songs in episode 32 on the haunting of the Moshulu restaurant. The song we're featuring today is called What If... You can find Lavender Sunday on Bandcamp, Spotify, and on our new website. You can click on the musical guest page on our website and scroll through those selections to see all the wonderful musicians we are supporting here at Mission Spooky. And I have a link to the website on our link tree in Instagram. All right, when we get back, we'll do Spooky Squad news and shout outs. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Do you have any shout-outs today? Uh, no, I do not. I actually don't either. It's been a pretty slow week. I've just been prepping so much for all the crazy spookiness we got going on for October. Yeah, I really haven't had a chance to do very much. Totally boring. If you want to join our squad, though, you can head on over to patreon.com slash missionspooky. We have tiers at the $1 and $5 level. One single buck gets you our undying gratitude and a shout out on the cast and access to our booper reels. The $5 level now gets you all of that stuff. Plus, once a month, we're going to be hosting Discord chat live with me and JC and other special guests. We are always looking for spooky stories. That makes it a little bit easier now if you go to our website. You can email us directly from there as well. God, the website address is so long. <laughs> it's in the show notes, guys. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll also put it on our link tree and Instagram just because it's so long. Because uh, Kiki is uh, is a miser right now with money. So we are using Wix. So it's a Wix site. And I actually love it. So when we do decide to upgrade and start paying monthly, we're going to stick with Wix because it's been super easy to use. Hashtag sponsor us. And um, 
But unfortunately, right now, it creates this extremely long, uh, yeah, it's so stupid, but whatever, I get it, you know, that's what you got to pay for. So we'll be upgrading that at some point in the future, but right now, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, you can always e- email us directly, though, at the missionspookypodcast at gmail.com. And if you're a PA New Jersey, Delaware band, especially, and you want your music featured, then you can contact us through that email address or Instagram private message or Twitter private message. You're going to get me. Of course, if you own your own music and you're from out of anywhere, don't care where you're from, we'll take it. Again, you can still find all of our musical guest songs on the Spotify playlist too. So there's now just two places that you're going to be able to access that. So one is on the Spotify playlist for Mission Spooky 2020. And then the other one uh, the other way to access it, it was directly from our website. There's a page called Musical Gas. You can click on there. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mission Spooky and on our Facebook page, which JC rules with. An iron something. Throne. Iron throne? You rule from an iron throne. <laughs> from the iron throne. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'd like to think I'd be a much better king than than Joffrey was. And even Robert Baratheon was. Uh, I'd, I think I'd be kind of like a Tywin Lannister if he would have ever been. He was my favorite character. He was definitely in like the top five of favorite characters. Ugh. Yep. We should do a Game of Thrones podcast. No. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Why? Because no one talks about it anymore because the show's over and the next book hasn't come out yet and there's like no new information and everything's so overdone in it and we would just be repeating theories and stuff that other people have said anyway is that why is that all the reasons it's a terrible idea yeah well let me explain something to you you're right (laughs) and if we ever want to have a game of thrones like chat we can just do that over on pod of holding anyway we don't need a whole podcast dedicated to game of thrones are you insane um, Don't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. You can also rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. We t- still have our, um, or I'm, my God, I can't even fucking talk today. We are slowly adding all of our content up on YouTube as well. Oh, goodness. Taking us out again is Lavender Sunday with their song, What If? You can find Lavender Sunday, uh, like I said, on our Mission Spooky. Uh, yep. What the fuck am I doing? We can, you can find them on our Mission Spooky 2020 song list. You can also find them on our website. As always, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. Via, if you could, please, write your messages on shot glasses. Mail them to us so that I have something to give Kiki to drink gin at. Right, you shotgun gin. Don't answer. I get the last word. Have a nice day! Bye.